On this week's episode of Circles Off, we're talking pick releases from content creators and from pick services, whether or not people have a right to be upset about that. Aaron Rodgers' injury, how does that impact the NFL? But also, how does it impact sports books and what they have to do to house rules going forwards? All that and more. This week's episode of Circles Off starts now. Come on, let's go! Welcome to Circles Off, episode number 119, right here on the Hammer Betting Network. I'm Rob Pizzola, joined by Johnny from Betstamp. How goes? been great man week one in the books Mm -hmm. just nice to be back it is very nice to be back i see you're rocking the italia gear it's been uh really depressing pants too eh rob pants as well which are not seen on the yeah yeah yeah. it's a full tracksuit. one one draw with north macedonia was a very (laughs) very rough one for the italianos this week italia italia yeah it's a struggle not not the best right now Mm -hmm. what about canada and the u.s yeah basketball oh man that was electric bronze medal game who's gonna win who won who's gonna win canada won no no, no. i'm saying the, the whole thing oh it's over i watched the finals yeah who won, who won? uh germany beat serbia they they did it yeah eh? they did it for suma they did, they it, did for it for suma. For, for suma the germans won it he was at like some local soccer game i was messaging him i'm like you watching this right now he's like no what's going on who do they even have <laughs> uh i uh, they have dennis schroeder yeah dennis okay. schroeder Raptors. was just like ripping it up man yeah, yeah. He, he's, uh, I saw like a redraft of that year. Yeah. It was like one of the most putrid years. Oh yeah. Like Schroeder was like, re, if you redo everything, he was like fifth overall. Yeah. Oh. It, was, it was a rough draft. It year. was a rough draft. It was a rough, rough draft. Yeah. I think Giannis was like one. Yeah. And then everyone else was not good. Yeah. It's been a good week in sports. Just having football back, uh, seeing, you know, Kanish make a stance on Colorado in the off season and then watching them start to and oh. That brings a lot of uh, a lot of joy to a lot people. of joy into my life. NFL is back. This is episode number nineteen, and you know we saw the first game of the year. Kadarius Tony, number nineteen, drop oh. about sixty nine balls directed his way over the course of that game. That was that was pathetic. Nuts. That was nuts. Nineteen, a big hockey number. Huge. Not anymore. Not anymore. Not yeah. many people wearing nineteen anymore. They've swapped it over to the old ninety one mm-hmm. around my age group. But prior to that, growing up, yep, Sackick, yep, Iserman, yep. Jumbo Joe Thornton. Yep. All incredible numbers. Jonathan 19. Taves, too. Jo- another Canadian center. Jonathan Taves. More, 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 more recent. Yeah, but 19 is like the Canadian centerman number. Yeah. Joe Sackick, man. Yeah, Team like, Canada. Also a very good front office guy. Now. Yeah. It, it's Wait, really, is, he, is he, though? Uh, is Iserman a good front office guy? It's, well, I guess maybe what, what constitutes being good? Is it relative to your peers? Because it's relative to your peers, right? Like, I'm sure Iserman makes a lot of mistakes. As does Sackick, but relative to who else is in the league, I think those are some pretty solid guys. Fair. Yeah, I mean, Sackick's, Sackick's not bad. But mm-hmm. you don't really know what these guys, if they're actually calling the shots or not. Another 19, different sport, but also Canadian. And we do live, give love to Canadians on this program. Joey Votto. Joe Votto. Number 19. From around here. Yeah. Not wow. Here. Just down the street. Jason, Jason Arnott. Yeah, the pride nice. of Wasega Beach, Ontario. Yeah, I'm telling you, these all these Canadian players growing up, 19. Larry Robinson, Brian, Brian Trottier. Yeah. It's a lot, uh, there's Nick a lot Backstrom. Of, In the NFL Nick, right Nick now, Backstrom. you got... Doesn't Matthew Kachuk wear 19 right now? Uh, I'm not cool. sure. I think he does. Mm. So we got also in the NFL, one of the top players, however, I don't know if he's that good anymore for fantasy, but Debo Samuel. Very talented. The hamstrings are a real problem for Debo. I hope he stays healthy because I'd like to see him at his full potential. But between Debo Samuel and um, Darren Waller, those guys have hamstrings of like 
people who've ran marathons for the last 198 years. Yeah, there you go. It's just really rough for those guys. Speaking of people who have been around for a while. Absolutely. I like what you did there. Pinnacle Sportsbook in business for 25 years. They are the world's sharpest sportsbook available to bettors in Ontario. Find out what the pros have known for decades. Pinnacle's where the best bettors play. And of course, it's football season. You're line shopping. You never line shop without Pinnacle as one of your sports books. Very good everyday competitive odds. Bet smart, bet Pinnacle. Available in Ontario, not available in the US. You must be 19 plus. And as always, please play responsibly. So before we get into it, we do, we, we've done this check multiple times, but we're really going to prove the value of Pinnacle here with the line shopping. So I pulled open my Betstamp account. You can go to betstamp.app if you want to compare odds across every sports book. Right now, I'm set to Ontario. We've got 30 plus sports books in the mix mm-hmm. in Ontario, okay? Pinnacle being one of them. Pinnacle being the sharpest one. When we look at the odds, I'm going game by game here. So I've pulled open the Sunday slate. This is a week one that's already happened. Closing price. If you're betting on Sunday, you want the best price. You guys ready for this? On each game, we've got, okay, so 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Through seven games, we have 14 best prices on Pinnacle, whether that be spread, total, or money line. Meaning... At a minimum on every single game on Sunday, except for the Rams and Seahawks game, if you were in Ontario, you would have had something that had the best price on Pinnacle. So if you're betting football, it doesn't make sense to not have Pinnacle as one of your sports books. I know, I know you might be using a couple others, whatever. Sign up for Pinnacle. Code Hammer. Help support the show. We really appreciate that. But in general, you're going to find the best odds on so many different games. On the course of the season, like, you know, Again, if you're betting 10 bucks, 100 bucks, 1000 bucks or more, doesn't matter. You're saving so much money. If you want to think of it like this, every for a $100 better, if you're getting now, you know, minus 05 instead of minus 110, you save the 5 bucks, you're betting your 5, that's 25 bucks. Throw that 25 on a first touchdown score. You never know what happens. Bang. Extra 1000. You you never know. Like save the money, put it back in play, more fun, better Pinnacle Sports. Totally agree with everything Johnny said. And one more thing, people often say like, why would I want to bet with a sharp sports book? I was telling Johnny off air, I'm not going to mention what sports book, but I actually lost a bunch of money at one sports book this week, went to place a bet yesterday, and I'm limited at that book, despite having lost a substantial amount of money. Over time, so you're down overall. Down overall. And now I have $8 limits. Pinnacle's not going to limit you. And on top of that, for those who turned into forward progress on Sunday night, the first one of the year with myself and Clive, we pulled up the pinnacle openers on screen, which are giving you like 500 bucks a pop. They go up to a thousand bucks pretty quickly. Look at those lines versus where they're at now. Like people think, oh, sharp sports book. Why would I bet there? I can't beat them. Those, the lines still move just like everywhere else. You can get in on lines early on, get some good closing line value, and you can actually get a real bet on top of it. What's not to like? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and also... You can beat every sports book. Of course. Every sports book can be beat in some capacity. Uh, some of the people beating these sports books now are the ones that are doing early week release shows, people who are doing client releases early in the week with their tout services. And this has caused what I would deem a shitstorm in the gambling Twitter community. Market moving. The markets are moving earlier and earlier. Uh, Trav, he hate me on Twitter. So we're releasing edges to the public on Mondays now. Can't we just call your mom and dad and ask if she's proud of you? There's got to be a better way to get validation, guys. That's one. 
Uh, Brett Favre, 444, one of the most respected football betters or just betters overall, I would say, on the planet. Every service has cut each other in line to the point where they're now all just releasing Monday AM and betters have retaliated by firing even earlier. It's a disaster. Uh, more from Brett Favre, 444, replying to our release show on The Hammer, hit the books with Brad Powers. The reply is, a total at Monday, 6 a.m. Pacific time before Chris, Offshore Sportsbook, has even bothered to post numbers. You the man, Brad. You the man, Brad. You the man, Brad. And then we got Live Dog Luke, Spanky's head trader. A new Luke the man, Luke the man. Luke the man. Luke the man. Is that what, that's what we're going well, That's with? what I call him. Now. Okay, Luke the man. I'm, I'm sick. I told you, I'm sick of the whole, like, you know, who get, he's, it's true. he's his own guy. You don't Luke. get to make your own You're name. You're the man. Like, I don't know where Live Dog Luke came from, but if he made that himself, you don't just get to coin your own nickname. So we'll go with Luke the man. A new low for YouTube release shows as Brad releases a college football total on 9 a.m. Eastern Monday morning before Chris even has a line. What's next? Best bets on FCS games before the line is hung? Oh, wait. And he links to a Barstool Sports. Um, oh, they actually put that up? Yes. <laughs> nice. Yes. So, obviously, a lot of people are upset about this. Nice. And naturally, I think that makes sense. If you're a, if you're a winning better, you're going to be upset if other people are messing around with the market. And especially if you think that those people are also long-term winners as well, or winners. Because as a better, if there was a bunch of early week releases and like client releases, shows happening, and the lines were moving in direction where it was opening up value for you, I'm pretty sure you'd shut your mouth and not say anything. Most likely. So obviously in this instance, we're getting this, but Brad- Let's plug our release show actually, because the fact that so many people are uh, criticizing must be some value in there. And I know it's free. It moves a lot. It moves a lot. It's not. I know know, it's a free, it's a free show. Everyone should be tuned in as if you're betting college football. So at least you get a banger play. Rob, what's what's the schedule here? Hit the books on YouTube or in podcast form, but you're going to want to watch live on YouTube because this number is going to be gone very quickly once Brad gives it out. 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 a.m. Pacific every single Monday and usually gives, we're planning two to four plays roughly in that range every single week, which he's going to come on and give out. Now, granted, there's going to be times like this week, where maybe a market-making sports book hasn't opened the game yet. And you know what? I can understand the frustration for someone who might be waiting to get a play. And they're like, holy fuck, this guy gave out this play. It was going to be a big edge. Couldn't he have waited? Wish he would shut up. But this provides immense value for everyone else that's watching the broadcast. Like if you're a a small-time better, someone who doesn't originate yourself, and you're going to get a line that's going to beat the close by a mile. It provides value. So absolute true value because you're getting closing line value on a Monday game. Again, there's different ways to evaluate this and with accounts and depending on how much you're betting and stuff like that. But the plays here, they're getting the CLV. The CLV is what wins. End of story. We've mentioned it multiple times. Yeah. So like I, I completely understand the standpoint of the better who's doing well, is betting a lot, and says like, fuck, like the market just keeps moving earlier and earlier. I got to that point with NHL. Full transparency, right? Like I used to wake up in the morning, look through the NHL board, 7.30 a.m., limits were going to come up, circles off, were going to you know, happen 8.30, 9 a.m. in the morning, and we would be able to bet the board, basically. There's like a, every game had some edge and some capacity. Now it's not like that. It's like two or three games that you can bet when circles are off. Sometimes none on some days. It's like a waste of time even waking up because people are betting earlier and earlier. 
but this is just the nature of the market. Like you, you have to, it's adapt or die mentality, right? At the end of the day, it is what it is. Now, in terms of content creators, I do run a content network in the hammer. I get the frustration, but we're serving an audience. Like if nobody watched this stuff, we wouldn't do it. Ethically, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I mean, real, realistically, like for this Powers release show, um, you got it. Like this is a perfect opportunity. Show up to work 10 minutes early on Monday morning. You're going to look like a hero. Your boss is going to get in at nine. You're already going to be there at 845, getting all your accounts set up on the screen. Obviously, ho- hopefully your computer can't be seen by anyone else. 9 a.m., you're already ready to go. Bam, 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 bam. You just made extra money for the day. By 9.15. By 9.15. By 9.15, yeah. you got five plays in. Yeah. Slap those all in bed stamp. Track them so you get to CLV by the end of the week. And you can, uh, you know, keep checking that back throughout the week. And then there you go. Ben, what a, what a concept. It's actually great for a lot of people. Obviously, understanding anyone who's trying to make, like, a serious living off betting college football, it's a little frustrating. But at the end of the day, like, that's... Well, it's going to happen regardless. People well, are going to bet those regardless. I just had the, the question of like, I can see because of t- having talked to you guys and seeing all the stuff on Twitter and being around some of these people, the frustration of having something put out there that you're kind of waiting for, especially because you're waiting for the limit to come later. But my only question to you guys is like, in a lot of these instances, so yesterday Brad gives out one one play. He mm-hmm. gives out under 46 and a half in the UConn uh, FIU game. It's at 42 and a half right now, at least on the sports book that I bet it out or whatever. If these people are sitting there waiting later in the week, if people are still piling onto that, isn't the opportunity to just go back the other way, yep. going to open up on some of these with that higher limit coming available? If like if it's being beaten too far one way or the other, like those things come up, or is it just kind of like it's it the edge is eroded? Or, of course, like what there, that there, was the confusion that I had when I was seeing some of this response to it. Okay, Brad Powers, Right Angle Sports. Um, previously, Adam Chernoff, Telegram. Um, Joey Toons Telegram, um, Barry Horse <laughs> Telegram, uh, Clev TA Telegram. Uh, like, there's just a million out there now that have a mar- like a tangible market. Impact. Las Vegas Chris, we had on L- last LVC, week. LVC, you know, he puts out a, cl- a client release. It's going to move the market. Like, there's just it's different. Back in the day, and I haven't like I, I say back in the day, like I've been betting for 40 years. I haven't, but even in the span of like three or four years, the market changes a lot. And this is the way that the market is heading. And yes, there are a lot of bettors who are trying to monetize in ways that aren't just betting. I would be one of those. Completely upfront with people, I've mentioned it a million times before, it's not as easy for me to win money doing what I do or to win the amount of money that I used to with the way that the market has moved. And the problem is, like, do I just sit there and hope it changes or do I figure out a way where I can continue to earn? in some capacity, right? Whether that's me personally having to bet earlier, maybe finding different sports to bet because, you know, they're, they're, they're flying under the radar a little bit more, but you have to adapt as a better. I totally understand this viewpoint. I think it's entirely fair. I think if you're a better that makes all of your income off of betting, I, I totally understand why there's an extreme level of frustration with how this market is evolving and what you're seeing. I, I get it. This also, though, probably has an adverse effect in that it probably draws even more attention to the fact that this is happening. Like, if you, there's not a lot of interaction on these tweets, like 281 views, right? Whatever. Like, it's not a lot, 
But anyone who didn't know that there was a Brad Powers release show at 9 a.m. Eastern on Mondays now, now knows it. Yeah. And it's probably going to go in, tune in, because they're going to, guess what? They're going to say, hey, four games are going to move, like three or four points. Why am I not going to get in on this? Well, one other thing I want to note on these is, like, for anyone saying it again, it's no, no shots at anyone. Anyone saying, like, oh, Chris didn't even post a line yet. Like, who the F's getting these plays? Like, who's actually even betting this for any real money? Like, Honestly, no one. No one's betting it for any massive amounts of money. But what it's doing is like, you know, the people, you know, like producer Zach, for example, throwing some money on it yep. for one for a full unit size for you. And then you have a bunch of other people who are watching the show who are throwing like 10 bucks, 20, 50, 100. And you can get $100 limits at a lot of these books. You can get money down. That's one unit for a lot of people. And if 400 people are doing that for... 10, 20 bucks each, like it's providing values, providing them entertainment. And that's what we're trying to do, obviously with the company. So I know obviously it's frustrating because you're not going to be able to, you know, hammer that Chris didn't even post yet. Um, definitely not something you're going to be able to hammer 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 dimes on, but it is what it is. Well, well like, like, so forget about the hammer for a second. It's part of the, the, the thing, but like right angle sports puts out, I think four NFL plays on Monday this week. Yeah. If you guys still want a right angle sports promo code, we have one for the show. We can get you a discount versus the regular, uh, the regular service. Couple people emailed and messaged yesterday, hit the Twitter DMS. We'll send that code to you guys. Yeah. Circles off, uh, HQ on Twitter. Um, so right angle sports releases four plays on Monday and people are like, what the, what the hell's going on here? Like this is Monday NFL. Now the Monday NFL market is not nothing. Like if somebody wanted to get down like 20 K, on an NFL side on Monday, they could easily do that with all the shops that are open mm -hmm. on NFL. Maybe easily is not the right word because like how many people actually have access to Circa in Las Vegas? How many people actually have access to Pinnacle in Ontario? Let's scale the back that number that I threw out there. But like you can get a bet. It's not nothing. But the end of the day... But even at an offshore, local, whatever. Whatever, like you can get money down. Yeah. You can figure out a way to get money down. But it's supply and demand. Like if, if, if there was a bunch of people subscribing to the right angle sports service who are not getting value out of these Monday plays would be like, I can't bet these, I can't do this. Guess what? They would lose subscribers. Going forward, the service wouldn't do as well. Like right now, there is a demand and people are meeting the demand in market. And it upsets a lot of people who bet for a living. I totally understand that. I get that viewpoint because we're all gonna look at it from our own perspective, right? It's tunnel vision in the betting industry. How does this affect me personally? That's how everyone is going to react and form their opinions. It's not just betting, it's life for the most part. There's very few people that are able to just take a step outside of their own shoes and put themselves in someone else's position and see someone else's viewpoint. This is the world as it stands right now. So I get that viewpoint, but right now there is a massive demand for this type of stuff in market, being able to get good prices. More people are becoming price sensitive. More people are understanding to bet earlier. And as a better, as a full-time better, you got to figure it out. And there are a lot of full-time betters who are gravitating towards secondary means of income. And that's totally fine. And if there's people who want to say, oh, you're a tout for doing this. Okay, whatever. That's your prerogative. It doesn't matter. It doesn't bother me when people call me a tout. I, in fact, I, I touted for years. You can argue that what I'm doing now is touting. Doesn't, I don't give a shit. It doesn't bother me. But at the end of the day, if you're in a position to meet the demand, like you can create a supply of content that people want or picks that people are looking for, you're foolish to not jump on that. Again, provided that there's not any ethical or moral concerns. And for me, I don't view this as one. Some no. people might say, well, it's, a, it's unethical to, you know, 
to release plays early in the week. You're affecting the, you know, people's ability to get down later in the week. It's like, guess what? Market moves, you can play back on it. You have the option to play back. Yeah, you that was my play. only thing is like, you can go back. On. Well, I mean, listen, there, sometimes there might not be value the other way or, or whatever. Sometimes, but this is just how markets work. Like you, you got to react in real time. Well, we'll move on from this one. We got another topic that came up um, on the backs of the old A. Rogers torn Achilles. It's official now. We're recording this podcast. Uh, this will be Tuesday, September twelve. Release date on this one will be Thursday. So if any news has changed after that, we apologize. But um, were you watching the the yeah. in, in real time? Yeah, and okay. I knew he tore his Achilles right away. Yeah. Two seconds. Everyone did. Uh, uh, no, no, we we did. We, so so hear me out. Hear me out. I know, I know you're running a live stream. I was tuning in, but um, didn't have it on the volume there. Got it. But here, here's the thing. You didn't what, have. You weren't listening to me. No, I was listening to the broadcast. I wanted to see if Rogers would return. <laughs> but seriously, though, yeah, yeah. like I, I listen. I always put it on my phone, and then I'll have it on the headphones when you guys are doing the live streams, just to you know support. It's, it's no, but that. it's it's also fun to to hear these guys, and then occasionally I'll <laughs> I'll message some of them like whether it be, I don't know, even Jason or whatever, if yeah. anyone's there. But for this one, I had to turn the TV volume on. So I wanted to see basically, you know, when they come with the early update, okay, Roger's not going to be returning what it was. As soon as they showed that replay, yeah. looked right away like it was a torn Achilles, popped up. And then in my um, fantasy group chat, one of the guys that's like always lights out with all info and whatever, he's like, oh, that's an Achilles. And then it came out, they said on the broadcast that he injured his ankle mm -hmm. and he was going for x-rays. Yeah. And my buddy said, the same guy said, don't even care what they just said about the ankle. I'm 100% sure it's a torn Achilles. Yeah. And sure enough, he was right. He was dead on there. So, yeah, I think I, I, I knew he was going to be out for the game pretty clearly there. Yeah, we had all the internet doctors in the uh, Hammer live stream of that game trying to diagnose it in real time. Uh, we actually didn't even have a real doctor in the stream, we, but we did have a dentist okay. who was very convinced it was an ankle injury. And I'm like, I don't know about this, buddy. He's like, no, trust me. I don't think it was ankle because he no. saw the way, the way it popped. I don't know, Jim. I don't Anyways, know, Jim. Aaron Rodgers, that's probably it for him. Yeah. Uh, tough, very sad, sad to see. Um, that's probably it for his career. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It's probably yeah. it for him. Maybe he makes a comeback, but definitely he's out for the season now. Tough, he played, what was it, three snaps. One in completion, one sack, and then one handoff. Was on it three or four? I don't know, maybe four. I think, I think, it, was, I think it was four because he was pressured three times on all three dropbacks. He definitely didn't complete a pass. No, it was it was it was rough to yeah, watch. Tough for the fantasy owners that had him in and lost the matchup by a half point or whatever. Those always gonna get you. Also tough for we're getting into the segment here, the betters who had Aaron Rodgers. Maybe you had him to score a touchdown, whatever. First off, wanted to say this. Thank the Lord that there was no DraftKings super oh, boost, boost for Aaron Rodgers oh, to get one yard because I would not have been able to handle well, that if that happened. There, there was the 9-11 boost for two <laughs> hours that sure. existed. By the way, listen, like, you know, I, I, I bet at a variety of sports books as I recommend that a lot of people do, obviously Pinnacle being one of them. But with, with that, like, I can't imagine... There, there has to be some sort of a process where that goes through multiple people. But you know how many people saw that and was like, yeah, I'm betting this? So, like, at the end of the day... Kanish's, like, Kanish's dad did. Yeah, no, but there was, there was probably... There, it said 800 bet or whatever, but I'm sure there was even more of that people who were just, like, talking about that in the group chats, and then it just fired up. <laughs> Kanish's dad. Well, 9-11 in New York, I got to go with the Jets. Like, that's... But for that, for that boost to go up, I don't know the process at Sportsbooks. Maybe I'm wrong about this. But, like, this was a big marketing one, Right. I figure that multiple people had to have known about that before it went live. 
and everyone just said, yeah, like, this is a good idea. Let's do it. Like, how, how is this even I don't, I don't think possible? I don't think that many people look over it. Honestly. Yeah, maybe it has. It, maybe like, it was just like a one row guy. I've, I've, I've done, we've done bet stamp custom booths with different books yeah. where we'll send it in and then we, we label it and whatever. And like, these guys are scrambling to just get these up on time and whatever. So yeah, if I'm being honest, like at the end of the day, <laughs> stuff's going to happen. Um, but realistically, like if you think I'm telling you right now, if you think that goes through like a seven day approval process, no, no, they planned it and they had it in the marketing plan, like, okay, the boost for Monday is going to be this. Like, I don't think it works like it that. It definitely does not. Like I remember when me and Zach were doing them a couple years ago yeah, with you some just, Ontario you, books. You just fire it off you on email. Off email. The guy's like, like okay, I'm going to put this up. Exactly. And then you're like, Hey, make sure the odds are this because this has this. We want Vladdy Guerrero to hit a homer and then the, you put it on and the next thing you know, it's just like, yeah. Vladdy, super bomb. Yes. And then you're like, oh, we got, Bet we got canceled. Super bomb banger. <laughs> yeah, of course, you never know. But And then it's done. But but in that process, like all, it was just actually a literal email to a trader saying, we want one of these three. Here's the current best number in market. Yeah. The odds have to be better than this. That was it. And the, the guy just respond like, yeah, yeah, I'll get it up. Yeah, who knows what they're going to name it or whatever. But obviously, this is a horrible idea. Like, I know what they were trying to do, but like, it couldn't have backfired anymore. Yeah, just I don't really get offended that, that much stuff. I'm, I'm not offended at this at all by the slightest. Like, yeah, it, it is what it is. If people are going to get mad, yeah, you got, I guess as a brand, be more a little conservative. But I don't, I don't, I don't care about this at all. Yes. I was no, gonna not say offended, more. but this is it's it's just like you could have just very easily well, avoided. I, listen, I think the issue is it, that it, listen. If it was my, if that was my company, and I was looking at that. I obviously wouldn't have put that up. hundred percent. That's, that's the, all I'm saying. I 100% would not have put that up, but like, yeah. you know, I'm not offended. The issue it. is that you are using a, a tragic event <laughs> to encourage more betting. Yeah. Like that, 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 that you just don't do like, this is a tragedy. It's like, it's for me. This was my negative EV of the week, by the way, it was okay. using a tragedy to, I was 15 years market. old. I was in high school. I, I'll never forget this day for the rest of like the entire day is more ingrained in my memory than any other day of my life. Like people, you do, you do not use that day to, to encourage people to throw down bets on games. Like, I'm sorry, you do not. Yeah, fair enough. It's just a, anyways. Fair, fair yeah, enough, yes. fair enough. So I got, um, I was gonna say, thank, thankfully there was no Aaron Rodgers over half a, half a yard super boost for opening Monday because that would have just been the conspiracies that would have been floating around about how that happened would have been nuts. But uh, definitely some, some stuff still popped off. People are, you know, demanding refunds. A couple books did offer the refunds and the issues there. We've said it before. You can't really depend on this. Guys are going to get injured. Also, sometimes you're going to have an under and a guy gets injured and you win it. Sometimes you're going to have an under and the game goes into... Uh, triple overtime in the NBA and you lose by one rebound and you're like, are you kidding me? They basically played an extra quarter. It, it happens, man. It happens. People, these are two-way markets. You can bet overs, you can bet unders in games, period. That it, it's, it's that simple. Anyone who bet the Aaron Rodgers under, like if you, you, you can bet the under, like just, just remember that every single time. Now like this, the, what I'm, what I find very, very interesting about this, I'm not going to mention specific sports book names because it doesn't matter here. But there was ones that in the past were very adamant of not paying out the, the winners or sorry, the uh, like the refunds. There was ones in the past that were always refunding. And now there's like no consistency anymore in that they've all changed their tone on the situation. So you have sports books from in the past are like, okay, this person's injured. We're issuing a refund. 
Now they're not issuing a refund anymore. And then ones in the past that were like, no, 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 this is fair game, who are now issuing refunds. And again, the people have no idea. And this causes like, so from but a- Remember I explained this before? I, I actually, I nailed it though, because yes. I told you there's, there's never going to be consistency no. because they're just going to look at what that prop is going to do to their bottom line. And then they're going to say, all right, this is only going to cost us 78,000 and we can get this much PR. So like, we'll do this. But if it was going to cost them- 1.5 mil, they wouldn't do it. Yes, but I, but it's just arbitrary is the problem, right? So like we, I remember we had this conversation, right? And this isn't the first time we had it on, on Circles Off, but my whole thing was like, build this. If, if you want to issue refunds for certain things or whatever, build it into your house rules. Because what inevitably happens is like, okay, Aaron Rodgers gets injured in the first quarter of this game and you issue, issue a refund to everyone else. Now what happens next week if insert random quarterback, Ryan Tannehill gets injured on the last play of the first quarter. Are you paying that out to all the people who bet the, oh, are you refunding anyone who bet the overs? What if it's a lesser known player? What, what if, if it's Nico a, Collins? Exactly, right? Like what if it, and, by the way, that guy's not a lesser known player. He's a, he's a good player. But well, he's definitely lesser known than Aaron Rodgers. No, he's le- no yeah. but I'm saying like, you know, I'm not trying to name a, Nico Collins, he's, he's not You're, not, you're he's not saying he's a scrub. He's a fantasy not, starter. Yes, but at the end of the day, you, the, the, the player at the sports book should have some sort of visibility into the rules and when they're going to be able to get money and when they're not going to get money and what that like I don't like the arbitrary nature of this and it just because it's so arbitrary you just get the the Twitter stuff all the time where people are just like begging the sports book am I getting a refund this is a screw job this is this this is that and it's not right like it's it's people are like what why why do we care why do you care and honestly i can't explain why other than just i've been betting for a long time and this is like the nut low of the betting population the ones that will ask for a refund not only ask demand like they're entitled to when they could have just bet the opposite side yeah, well, I mean, at the end of the day, you mentioned terms and conditions. That is what it is. Like the most terms and conditions in most of the books, almost all of them actually right now for NFL player props is player must play one snap for action. So if they didn't play a snap for the yeah. entire game, consider it inactive, void any bets, over, unders, touchdown, no touchdown, whatever it is. You play one snap. As soon as you're on there for that one snap, bet's active. Meaning if you had the under on Aaron Rodgers yards, you win, right? You're not going to then get that voided, you win. And then if you had the over, you lose. So it is what it is. Speaking of terms and conditions though, one other one that I know you you had on the list here. Yeah, so I saw this this week, which came across my my timeline. And this was uh, for Sunday Night Football. So Chelly, who's part of the Book It crew, uh, FanDuel's not paying Dallas defense first TD out because it doesn't clarify D slash special teams. Scumbag move. This picked up a lot of visibility. Here's what I did upon seeing this tweet. It took me approximately two minutes. I went to Google. I typed in FanDuel Sportsbook House Rules. There's rules for different states. So you'll get a bunch of different ones, Connecticut, whatever, all the way down. Click any of them. I I searched like control F on my computer. First touchdown score. I don't think I got anything. So maybe I tried NFL. I found the rules very explicitly states in the rules that defense and special teams is not a part of this. Like explicitly. 100%. It's, it's the, it, Scroll it's, down on the tweet, Zach. It's right someone there. Put, someone puts it. If, if someone actually responded to this tweet. No, no. He, he, so someone told him and he did it. Look, click it. It's not even. Yeah, click it right there, Zach. 
Yeah, the defense selection does not include special teams. Now, listen, this rule could have more clarity. I totally agree with that. But like, you're going to take to Twitter to just annihilate a sports book for your own personal mistake is what it comes down to. Like, you have to be aware of house rules when betting. There's, I know, listen, I know that every, every shop has different rules. Nobody wants to read through every single thing. But if you're going to bet specific markets where things can be interpreted in different ways, at least know. Because this prop is priced differently depending on whether special teams or is included or not. It's not a big difference, but you will price it difference, differently. So be aware of that. Well, also, I, I, I've seen like most sports books that I've seen say D slash special teams. Yes. And if you just see defense, I wouldn't naturally assume, oh, this must include special teams. Like I would try to find out if it did before I just went away and was like, oh, this is going to include that. Well, the, the challenge here is that a lot of people won't even think about it, right? They'll just be like, ah, I think the Dallas defense is going to score. T-. Like, did he think that the special no, teams was DST part? is fantasy, right? Exactly. Fantasy is DST, so you associate with that. With exactly. Bo- There's a lot of other books that include DST. Of in course, so re- the reality is, just shop and honestly, like just uh, there you go. The way the way the way I see it is this, okay? When you're looking at this stuff, be sharp, be fucking sharp, okay? Look at it and be like Dallas defense. This is included. I'll give you guys another one right now. So FanDuel does the same thing. When you're betting a UFC fighter, it'll say by TKO KO. All the other books say TKO KO DQ. Mm. When a guy gets disqualified from an eye poke and the other guy wins, and then people say, are you kidding me? What the hell? How did he not win on this? He won in every other book. Be sharp. That's in, that's in the thing. Like, look at it and actually read it before you place a bet. And if you're not happy with that, don't place your TKOKO bets on FanDuel. Place them somewhere else where you, get the, where, where you get the free DQ. Because one in every hundred of those, you're going to win instead of a loss. Let's say it's like plus 200 on average. There you go. That's, that's massive to your total ROI. So just the way you'd shop for a line, shop for these little these little things because it matters, man. Like defense slash special teams, sure. How often does a special teams titter happen? Like versus for for the first touchdown, like um, imagine yeah. imagine they return the opening kickoff to the house and you think you won. Like doesn't stop. Yeah, listen. Like my, my my emphasis with this one is what really got me. This this we don't do tweets that trigger me or tr- trigger us anymore. Trigger us anymore. I don't really want, know what happened. We just kind of fell by the wayside. This would have been a tweet that triggers us because of the final two words, which is scumbag move. As if like, it's in the terms. It's in the, t- it's in the terms of the book you're betting. It's different if, they, if, if it's not. And it's like open to interpretation. Yeah, like that, that plus EV analytics thing. Absolute scumbag that, move. That is a scumbag <laughs> move. But like ultimately, you know, it's, it's there. For so to this see. guy's defense, by the way, because I don't want to roast him like, this kid, he put this up. He realized right after that it wasn't a scumbag move and like whatever. So it is what it is. He realized like that. But yeah, my my advice on this to everybody, everybody is be sharp, look at it, figure out what the actual bet includes. Because there's a, I mentioned that UFC TKO KO situation. There's plenty of other ones that are like this across multiple sports. So just be careful. The one thing I will say is that I don't find that ruling in the sports book rules to be satisfying enough for me. So I'll explain. But let's say a team tried a fake punt and it got re- and the first score got returned to the house on an inter- interception. How would this have been ruled? Let's, uh, say, let's say the New York Giants 
are punting. They do a fake punt. They throw the ball. It gets intercepted and returned for a touchdown. So yeah, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to classify it as yeah. Honestly, that's the one scenario where you don't know if it's D or ST. So th- this m- m- so my my thing is like while I while I don't like this tweet in specific. I also I'm not willing to say like all the sports books do it right. There are things that are in there that need to be ironed out. I'm not sure if that situation when the last time that situation happened was. But then you would have then you could take to Twitter in my opinion and be like this is not covered in the rules. I assume that this is a defensive touchdown for the Cowboys scumbag move. My two cents on the situation. There's so not that a, one is impossible to tell what that is. I don't. I don't actually know what that cla- is classified. A fake as. punt is probably special teams. Yes, but when it's re- in return for a touchdown via interception, that's a defensive score. That, yeah, so it's I, a I, pick six. That's a defensive score. Yeah, but what right? if it was? A, what if it was a, a like a punter went to throw it, fumbled before he threw it. He got sacked. Mumble six. I don't know, man. But these <laughs> See, need to that's be clarified. It's that D or ST. Crazy. I am available to review every sportsbook's rules, by the way, house rules, and find all of the stuff that's missing because I do this naturally. For a fee. I do. Well, of course. Of course. You think think I'm doing this for free? (laughs) And I'm not the only person who does this. Another uh, foray, foray, (laughs) completely the wrong word. My English sucks. Um, I don't even want to say beef, but let's say just an, an interaction on Twitter that I found interesting this week was with RX Gamble. RX Gamble says, uh, tweets, I like to wind down after a long day by reading terms and conditions, a story about one sportsbook's error. Um, and then it's a, an article on unabated.com about getting a teaser edge uh, at a specific sportsbook, which she found strictly by reading the terms and conditions. Uh, Abnormally Dist, who we had on previously, pretty well respected better in the space, um, replied to this and said, isn't that kind of scummy? I know these are mean multinational corporations, <laughs> sure, but we but we should still have a moral compass. Um, arguing that there is some sort of integrity issue with doing stuff like this, and I'm going to side with RX Gamble on this one because ultimately, I think as a better, you're looking for ways to get an edge. I don't know though because I can on different days I can see how someone might compare it to like poker and maybe doing things at a poker table that are considered maybe not wrong, but a little bit unethical calling the clock on somebody after, you know, a short amount of time when they're making a decision or stuff like that. But ultimately like you're in the business of trying to win when you're betting. Some people aren't, some people are in the business of entertainment, but if you're trying to win, I think everything is fair game. Like, is this a clear and obvious error that someone's trying to take advantage of? Or is it just like, this is the sports book, put out, put out these rules. Like, it's almost one of the first things I do if I'm, if I have downtime, it's like, how can I find an edge at okay, this I got book? a question for you. Yes. This is a good one. Okay. Let's say you have a, call it a betting partner in this scenario. Yep. He, you're, you're, you have like a figure each way. Yep. Okay. For the simplicity of the figure, we're going to go $10,000. Okay. So it's not, it's not something that's like life changing money, but it's also not a hundred bucks. Okay. 10 grand. You're confirming the figure at the end of the week. This guy says, Rob, I owe you 10 grand, mm-hmm. but really he doesn't owe you anything. 
you confirm on your figures is actually a wash. Yep. So he's given you a 10K error in your favor. Okay. Hear me out though. Yep. This is the kind of guy where you believe in your mind. If the roles were reversed, he would take that 10K from you. Yep. So what do you do? Do you message him and say, uh, yep, check on the figure, send me the 10K? Or do you say, actually, figure's wrong, we're washed this week? Keep in mind, this is a person who you believe yep. would take the 10K from you. So this, this scenario, it is very much related yes. to that. What would you do in this scenario? I would honestly give the money back. Like You would give the money back? Yeah, or, or not collect the money. That's yeah, the you'd honest truth. You'd, 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 you'd say, nope, figure doesn't check. We're washed. Yes. Okay. I would say, I mean, that that's how you do figures, generally speaking, right? Someone reaches out to you, here's the figure for the week, confirm, and then the other party would confirm and say, like, I got the same or I don't. There have been times before where people, like, over-report what they owe me, and I'll go back to them and be like, no, this is not what, this is not matching what I have, and you get to the bottom line. I don't know. That's just the way that I generally do business, because I, even if I don't like the person, and believe me, I deal with people that I don't like all the time. Fair enough. But like from this point of view. So then why wouldn't you just tell the sports book? Yeah, this is wrong. You overpaid me. I mean. Because again, the sports book wouldn't, they wouldn't tell you, oh, you accidentally deposited twice. We forgot about it, whatever. It's in the thing. They're not going to, nothing's going to happen, man. They're going to keep that money. I would say, I, I have a thought on this though. I think the difference in this one is almost like more, the thing I would relate it to would be like the NHL example of the salary cap where the NHL is the league, like the sports book, and then you've got other players that you're playing against within that. Yep. So Rob, Johnny, RX Gamble, Abnormally Dis, you guys are all players within the market of FanDuel being the NHL here. Well, the NHL sets a salary cap. The Tampa Bay Lightning put a bunch of players on the injured reserve and go against so that they don't uh, have to face the cap penalty. They can go over the cap for the entire regular season and then bring those guys back in the playoffs because it doesn't count. Is that maybe a scummy move to the other players who are looking at it and can't get to that or can't find that the the Leafs or whatever, they can't use the cap, the salary cap relief? Well, it's up to the NHL to change that. It's up to FanDuel to change that rule, not the player themselves to say that. They're playing within the rules. The rules allow them to do that. Yeah, I largely agree with that. You you want to win a board game, you look at the rules and you find the head edges and you go of win course, the board game. Of course, but that, like, that's how I, that's how I ascribed, uh, subscribe to life, basically. So that, But that's why I'm asking you this one, is in this scenario, you can pretty much know that the book is not going to return that favor to you, right? Correct. So that's why I asked you if it was a betting partner, would you st would you take the money or would you wash it? You said you'd wash it. So you should probably wash it with the book. Too. Well, I've been thinking about it for a couple minutes now and I, I still would wash it. Like that's, that's, but I think why I have this belief is because dealing with a person versus a sports book versus a company yeah. conglomerate. Exactly. It's very different. Like, I'll give you an example. But you right? know that person wouldn't do the same for you. Oh, of course. Same I way the book but, would. But here's, a, here's an scenario. example. So right? why, why is it different? I'll, I'll explain. Um, let me try to think of like a real life example that I can use here. Okay, here's, here's one. I deal with other bettors all the time who will quote me prices on games, right? Um, because as, as bettors, like let's say we like the opposite sides of an NHL, uh, NFL game this weekend. We could just handshake deal for a hundred bucks and like we don't pay Vic. Yeah. Right? Give me the Bears, give me the Packers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we don't Even have to money, go, okay. Why am I gonna go bet at a sports book and pay, you know, whatever, and you do the same thing, it doesn't make any sense. Handshake deal, whatever. 
So that happens a lot in this space where I just get quoted prices from other people or people tell me who they like. And if we like the other side, we just kind of agree to like some sort of midpoint price, whatever. Now, let's say I'll use a real life example. I think this is fine to tell at this point because it's not ruining an edge. And um, it happened in real life. But This is where we get the real info. Okay, the, the NHL All-Star game that happened in Las Vegas a couple years ago. One of the events was filmed prior to the actual broadcast. Yeah, the old predetermined event. Yeah, it was at the fountains or whatever. The winner was... Wide- Joey Pavelski. Joe Pavelski was the winner, was widely known that he was going to be the winner. It was up everywhere at sportsbooks. And we bet that. I bet that. I made a lot of money off of that. Got paid at a variety of different books that had that that particular... It was like a shooting challenge. It was the, the shooting stars uh, Bellagio the, Vegas yeah, found yeah. Right on the water. Right. If someone else had reached out to me and gave like like let's say I was just dealing with another person I normally deal with and said, Hey Rob, here is here are some odds for the NHL All Star game, or I like this guy for the 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 shooting challenge or whatever, I would have just said to them, like, I'm not gonna take your money, like this outcome is already known. I would have actually said that to the person. But in the case of the sports book, I'm going out and betting it. It's because I don't associate that sports book with humans for some reason understood you know what i'm getting at it doesn't feel like i'm taking money from other humans even though you kind of are it just doesn't feel that way we're conditioned to like want to beat the sports books not to like take money from other people it's it's natural i mean like listen i i don't I, i i agree like people will feel fine stealing a thing from Walmart, but not from a buddy. Yeah. It's just that same mentality. They're yeah. like, oh, like, what do I care if I steal from Walmart? They're not even going to notice. Like, yeah. that's what people say. I'm saying that's crazy. This came up, like this thread came up in a side chat of mine with some friends and they were throwing out like other examples that pertain to poker, like some angle shooting and stuff like that, where like people intentionally don't uh, pretend like they don't <laughs> know it's it's on them and like they act out of turn to mislead other people. Like, the, I don't think that these are apples to apples comparisons. Uh, you're saying people like putting in chips into the pot when it's not their turn, then that guy folds before. Exactly. Making it look like they're strong or making it, you know, that there's there's all sorts of that stuff that happens. And like poker players, you know, I know I don't want to say anything derogatory about poker players. I'm not, a, I'm not sure that every poker player is a scumbag, but like there's a lot of stuff that happens in poker that is not like a real comparison to sports. And... I don't know. I I would still suggest to anyone out there that if you were to read through a sports book's rules and you found something that you can exploit, try to exploit it. I'm not the guy that's going to be messaging the book every single time they have a bad price and be like, hey, your price is way off market on this. Like, what are we doing? Like, where do we draw the line on what we can and can't do? Are you the guy who's going to be messaging the book saying, hey, can you put up odds for Joe Pavelski to win this year? <laughs> hey, I noticed that you don't have the odds on Joe Pavelski in this waterfall shootout that they're having at the Bellagio. Yeah, I mean, it, like, where do you draw the line, right? She's she's taking advantage of something that's mispriced. So when you're betting, aren't you trying to do the exact same with everything else? Aren't you? Like you're trying to take advantage of stuff that's mispriced. I, I once messaged an, an o- prominent offshore to put up odds for uh, for a specific event. It's like, hey, put up the odds for this already, and then they responded back saying, "No, period," and <laughs> and you know exactly why. <laughs> Did I, I hope you didn't do it from your actual real name or or account? I don't have I don't pro have tip. Any, if you're I don't gonna have ever real... message a sports book for a market to go up, 
do not ever do it from your own account. Like don't contact customer don't service. Yeah, but from customer service from your own account, it's like talking to an agent. They, hey, can we please get this market? That's a surefire way of getting getting you profiled and limited. Surefire, except for at Pinnacle, they don't limit you. Um, All right, what else we got here, Rob? I mean, how long have we been going here, Zach? Uh, about 50 minutes. 50? You want to go uh, plus EV negative, EV? Close it off? Yeah. All right. Zach, so I know you uh you, you already used up your uh, your negative yeah. EV, but you got your plus you got your plus? Um yeah, plus EV. This is the first time that I've really got to do this and it was pretty sick now living in our own apartment. Like at home, my dad, Dolphins fan, he wants to watch the Dolphins. That's it. So other to me what to watch any other games, it's up to me. Um we had the multi T V setup going and like that's that's my plus EV. It's it's you legit the plus EV. It's it's the best thing ever because all you have to do is we had one TV on Red Zone, and then we had the big TV on the game that we wanted to watch, and we were just flipping back and forth between channels. And then outside of that, it was like had another TV, had other laptops going with other stuff going on, and it's like this is – it can't get any better than this at this point. Sat down on the couch, spent the whole day there sitting there watching games. The dream. Beautiful. It was the dream. The, the actual the dream. dream. Are you guys matching on plus EVs for this week? So that was my plus EV, but now I'm opening my phone now so I can pivot. grab another one because I got to pivot. Maybe I can make it my negative EV. It could be <laughs> watching only one game and just inverse that shit. But seriously, that is the most plus EV thing. Imagine watching only one NFL game. It's, it's hard. It's you got to deal with the commercials too. Like, you know how brutal commercials are in the NFL? Like, you, like look at the prime times, man. They'll literally get you with the old... Sometimes they'll get you with the old um, two-minute warning, punt, commercial, back-to-back. So you went to the commercial, then you go, then it's a punt or like a kickoff or something, yeah. and then they rip you another. And then, yeah. and then they'll come back, and you'll see like a time like, we'll be back in 30 seconds. Like, oh, are you kidding me? I haven't <laughs> seen a, a snap in 17 minutes. Dude, my, my roommate's a Texas fan, and we were watching the Texas-Alabama game, and it was like that was the one that was on the TV. He didn't want to switch off because he didn't want to miss any snaps, and it's like commercial and then oh, you're out for like two minutes on commercials they come back exactly what you said punt commercial oh, <laughs> like, no they Can't get you they get you sometimes oh, man. that's very sour you know I, when i was growing up like we didn't have red zone i don't want to make this I'm, I'm like i'm not much older than you guys but like a decade more than uh, older than zach and i used to basically run a version of red zone from my own house <laughs> like yeah yeah that's what i do now i so. had the laptop so i'm not i'm not a believer lap- in red zone by the way uh, I like Red Zone, but it's it, it's because of needing to do content that night. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I was if I was not doing anything other than just betting, I would only pick the games that I've bet on, and I would have those up, and everything else I would just watch the next day or consume afterwards. But because I'm doing betting content the night of, I have to kind of be in tune with everything that happens over the course of the day. So it changes my perspective. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But back in the day, I used to open up CBS Sports Line on my laptop in front of me before, this is the sickness that I had, before the day started and my friends got over, I memorized the channels of which each game was going to be on. So anytime a team got into red zone or something happened, I was able to, I was running red zone, like a (laughs) one-man show for my own house. My friends were like, this is like we're coming here every week. There's no way we're going back to Bruno's house next week <laughs> to watch, you know, two games on one on this little t- dinky TV. Like, yeah, this ain't happening. Can't do it. Can't yeah. do it. Okay, so with that being said, that's my negative EV move of the week. Then, 
because I've I've logged some hours with buddies here throughout the years. Oh. Negative EV move of the week is being the TV remote guy for NFL, especially with a four screen. So I've only had a good good buddy of mine's got a five screen setup. Occasionally go over there. I used to have the the three screen setup uh, back at my old place. Now I roll with the four screener. The problem is. You just really got to be so precise on the remote going up with the box. Otherwise, you're going to change two. And uh, that's an issue here with Rogers over in Canada. Mm-hmm. If you're the guy who's changing the remote. I'm working on a Rogers sponsorship right now. Eh? That would we be gotta great. We got to cut that out. <laughs> okay. No, I'm just I'm just joking. Johnny, <laughs> my backup is doubling down on your negative EV here as well. I'm not kidding. Okay. So, so hear me out though. Hear me out. When we look at this and you're the guy doing the remote. You have betting. You have what game's a good game, especially near the end of the games, man. Near the end of the games, because there's people who have there's all, there's like you know ten guys watching. Let's say multiple people have bets on different things. There's a couple guys that are oppo on each other. You got fantasy matchups where a guy wants to watch his guy in the red zone. Yeah. And on top of that, sometimes you'll have a game where you just want to watch the end of that game, right? Like, oh, is this going to OT? Like, is this a good game? You have four screens. You're flying. Guy's like, put on the Cardinals game. Another guy's like, you piece of shit. Why are we going to watch the Cardinals game? It's nothing. He's like, no, I got the Redskins for a backdoor live bet cover. And you can never make anyone happy. You're just there, just getting shit on all day. At the end of the day, you've literally never made anyone happy. And everyone somehow is mad at you for being the TV remote guy. And you dealt with the stress. Plus, if you fuck up once, hit the guide. And then you hit all four TVs on the guide. They're going to throw you off the balcony. They're literally losing it on you. It's actually insane. I like being the remote guy, but it's because I do Tough it well. Tough job. It's a hard job. And I, 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 I like the pressure. You like it? Listen, listen. A good remote guy on a Sunday, yeah. invaluable. Uh, of course, man. They should be paying. They should guy. be paying. I would pay. Yeah. I'd pay a remote guy. Yeah. Ice in his veins. <laughs> no, I actually would pay a good remote guy on a like Sunday. Like who else is going to memorize the channels, know exactly no, where we're going? That's easy. Anyone can memorize Well, them. of course they can, but who's going to do it? Nobody Nobody pre-plans no. like I no. do. I, use, I usually write them on a little sheet mm. for the one o'clockers and then by like... Man, by mid first quarter, you got those off. Of course, of course. That's, you know exactly where you're going. So that's my negative EV move of the week. Positive EV move of the week. Staying on the football Sunday thing here. Positive EV move. This was the first Sunday yep. of my life, I think, that I didn't eat a tremendous amount of just horrible for you food. Okay. For Sunday football. Yep. Normally, every year prior, it's, it's like... Oh yeah. You, you do basically what happens is you go in the morning, you're getting some bets in. Someone's like, "You want McDonald's breakfast? You want Tim's breakfast? You're getting a farmer's wrap. You're getting a, a couple egg McMuffins, breakfast bagels, ice cap, whatever." So you already have that in the morning, which is a disgusting breakfast. And then, literally, as soon as one o'clock hits and the games start, like the as soon as you turn on, like the first game kicks off, someone's like, Let's order a, a pizza. Like you can, you have to. Some, so someone's going to order a couple of pizzas, got the garlic dips, wings, whatever. Just again, gross food. You pig out. And then for the night, midway through for those Canadians, like you're obviously getting a Timbo's run. You're getting a couple, you're getting Timbits, ice caps, whatever. Guy might bring the take 12. If you know, you know. <laughs> and then, and then at night, you may even still get like veal sandwiches or like something at night as well. So every year, for the past like 12 years, I've just been eating like complete shit on Sundays. Finally, this Sunday, packed a lunch. Oh my God. Salad and some chicken. <laughs> and let me tell you, positive EV move of my life. I went home and didn't feel like shit for the first time in Sunday history during an NFL season. 
And I'm going to try to keep it up as much as I can. Healthiest man alive right here. Maybe a little bit under the weather right now, but actually, actually is that? Maybe it's because it's just the chicken and salad. I should have got a Ricci's Ponzo. You should have got a Ponzo. I should have got a Ricci's Ponzo. Your body was sitting there saying My like, body's like, What's what, going is this? This? <laughs> what is this? Yeah. It's Sunday, Can't John. function. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're like, I didn't even know. And it's mindset because you're like watching those games. And as soon as you're watching, it's like you're back in the same setting of NFL, yeah. checking my fantasy matchup. And I'm like, oh, I, I need some uh, garlic dip and a, and a pizza nova. Yes. It's tough, man. Anyways, it's I'm tough. done. I'm done. Those are that. That's my positive negative EV. I add, I had to add Libum for this week. I didn't have those prepped, but there you go. Okay, positive EV. I'll piggyback off the off your health kick. Um, I'm not the healthiest person. I'm diabetic. I don't really eat super well for a diabetic, but I manage my diabetes well. But lately, I've been packing on a pons here. You can't really. You, people look at me. They're like, oh, he's skinny. Whatever. He's like 175 pounds soaking wet, which is true. But the stomach is getting big. And I keep telling myself every day, I'm like, you got to walk, man. You got to just go for walks. Like, get out of the house or whatever. But the time comes to, like, will yourself to... I don't have the willpower. So here's what I did. I'm the biggest geek. Huge nerd. I can open myself up to fire for this one. I downloaded Pokemon Go on my phone. It is the plus EV plus EV move of life because it is such a good walking companion game that I can get out and go on literally five kilometer walks with this game, and it feels like I'm honestly embarrassed for it, Rob. I I could (laughs) nah. Okay, you know what? Imagine thinking you need Pokemon Go. I do. I need to do exercise. But okay, okay, it will not feel like exercise at all. It's different. Like I, I have a home gym, right? I in my in my house. It's it's very different. It's not like it's bare bones, pull up bar, chest stuff, whatever. You know, like I can do stuff there. And as I walk by that during football season, I'll find myself exercising because it's there. But to actually get out of the house and go for a walk and do cardio, that's a completely different story. And with access to a companion app where it feels like you're just playing a game instead of actually walking. You end up going out a lot more and you have FOMO when you're at home because you're like, ah, fuck, like I'm not going to be able to get this, like this gym battle and whatever. It's, it's completely changed everything for me. I walked 35 kilometers last week, man. Like, like, I I don't do that regularly. I'll say this and I genuinely mean it. If we lost you as a subscriber, that's, (laughs) that's honestly okay. That's fine by me. And and listen, I hope I hope you stay. No, 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 no. I hope no, no, you no. stay. I hope I hope people are walking around right now yes. catching Pokemon Go, yes. listening to this. Listen, if you want to get some good the, exercise in, open your phone and smash that like button. Absolutely obliterate that subscribe but no, button. But you only want to do it once though. Don't keep pressing it because then it goes on and off and on yeah. and off. So just one smash. Make sure you smash that like and subscribe button. We appreciate you. Are we missing one more? Yeah, we got my minus EV. Go ahead. Okay. Minus EV. If the first, when you sit down in your car, you're going to go out for a drive. Doesn't matter where you're going to go. If the first thing you do is not type in where you're going on the GPS that gives you like live traffic and Could whatever. not agree more with this. This is the best guaranteed. You redeemed yourself from the last one. <laughs> I, so this is, these all come from personal experiences. Yeah, obviously no, you redeemed yourself big time. This but, is the most, this is, I guess a plus EV move to do it. Negative to not do it. Neg- yeah. It could have, could have went either way, but the first thing you should do 
is always put in your destination on your GPS, if it's directly in your car, on your phone, whatever, because there will be times where there's a road closure or there's some sort of accident or there's like a bike marathon. There's all sorts of shit going on where you think that you're doing an eight minute drive to the same place you've gone to. You've made the same drive a million times over. You know exactly where you're going. And that eight minute drive turns into 45 minutes because you didn't check your phone. Don't be stupid like I've been before. Just type it in. Even if, even if it's anywhere, just, just make it a habit. First thing you do, because your time is very valuable and there's nothing worse than just being log jammed in traffic and being like, why the fuck did I not just take this other road? And it's because he didn't know. But not even before, not even as soon as you get in the car, before you even leave, just know exactly how long it's going to take. Plan your Because we get up-to-date traffic now via map apps, which yes. is just phenomenal. Yep. Imagine back in the day, you had to go print it out online, how to get somewhere. If you don't know how to get I there, did you an entire, no idea of the, of the traffic. I did an entire East Coast road trip, three and a half weeks, Eastern Canada, uh, Quebec City, through Halifax, up to PEI, came back down, ended up in Boston. I did an entire three and a half week road trip using only printed out maps from MapQuest. Yeah. Back the in the day. Quest. I ended up on a logging trail on the Bay of Fundy. And I'm like, I don't think we should be here. And everyone in the car is like, no, 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 it's good. It's, the maps have been good or whatever. I'm just going further and further in. I'm like, nah, I'm pretty sure this isn't even a road. Like at, at this point, like the possibility of flat tire and us dying out here is increasing. And they're like, no, no, keep going. I'm sure it's going to open up. I just ended up so deep on this logging trail. It took like two hours to reverse out of it. Crazy. It was nuts. It was like we're, I, was, I was in an SUV at the time, but yes, yeah, those you, days. You need the maps. You need, you need the, maps. the maps. You definitely need the maps and you definitely need to subscribe here as Zach pulls up his Pokemon Go on his phone. <laughs> Thank you, Zach, for supporting it's 2v1. Are, like, no, no, buddy. Dude, 2v1. The, you're never going to get me on plane of a phone game yeah, but, in general. Because you Let have, alone Pokemon Go you and have, saying... And it's not even that you play it that I'm mad about. I'm not, mad, I'm not mad. It's not that you play it. It's that you said, this is a good move for me to get exercise. Yes. Imagine being so weak-minded yes. that you needed to <laughs> download Pokemon Go to go... For a walk. Yes. And that is just a disappointment. We're going to close it off right there. I'm it's episode I, I, 119. Admittedly, it is very... I, I will admit it's very disappointing that I literally cannot go for a walk. Like, I take my dog for a walk, but he's old. And he's like... He doesn't want to go more than a block. So it's like, I got to take him around, drop him off at home. And then I'm not going to keep going out myself. Like, it's... I don't do it for exercise. I'm, a, I'm also the strongest man on the podcast. So. Pinnacle... Uh, yeah, okay, buddy. Pinnacle... <laughs> sports code hammer support the show sign up if you want to see how good the odds are in comparison check out betstamp uh download on ios android betstamp.app on the web really 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 powerful tool for nfl especially because we got all the player props on there as well in addition to regular game lines half lines things like that and futures futures as well so check out betstamp Please, please, please play at Pinnacle. Help support the show. Helps us keep it running. You've been seeing Rob's additional content. He's showing you guys how to win for, for literally no reason. Anyways, <laughs> good night. See you guys next week. Peace.